from the fog to the LZ and country or stateside. It's held so close to the Nogar Nation. Hey, what's up, Charlie? Hey, not much, man. It sounds like it's time for Hooker Nation podcast to me. You know what, man? It is, brother. Hooker Nation podcast. <laughs> Digging it. Yeah, brother. It's good uh, to be back on here. It is, man. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, we got a we got a pretty fun show tonight. I'm excited about it. We got a, a good topic tonight. We're gonna we're gonna be talking a bit about the the future of of hooking and uh, you know different different equipment and and different cool things that uh people have some ideas for um kind of made a post through social media about you know ideas that people have and lots of feedback so it's kind of cool i'm excited to talk about this shit yeah it is it's uh you know i've been out of it what gosh darn it's been uh seven no 2018 six years I've been out of it and uh, just the leaps and bounds that's, that's happened over the last six years is uh, amazing. And there's going to be more amazing stuff on the horizon. I mean, you were just telling me about some stuff tonight that I had no idea about, which is, uh, I can't even remember what you said the acronym was, was, but you can pretty much do ground school at NR. What is it? NRCM Ground School available on ALMS. Yep, that's it, man. Yeah. Jeez, I'm just like, uh, I can barely spell all that, much less know what it is. <laughs> but I mean, you know, you're you're saying it's like an online uh, ground course for uh, H47s and uh, 60s, a little bit of 60s mixed up in there with it. But um, I think it's good to know where all the uh, hook points are on a 60. So that's probably good to have that stuff in there <laughs> yes sir <laughs> yeah yeah we yeah i didn't you know i didn't know about that and i guess uh the uh the guy that i that i heard that from uh eric i'll just give him a shout out on here <laughs> um he said that pretty much every unit he's ever gone to they they have not even known about that they haven't known that there's a an online ground school yeah, I've never heard anybody say that. I know that uh, when I went through ground school, they had uh, the SIs and the FIs from our unit up when we were up in uh, Payne Field up in Everett challenged the course so they could teach it so the teachers didn't have to come out and, and give us the ground schools for the D model because we went from uh, Cs to Ds. Mm-hmm. And they had to take a, a, I don't know, man, it was a hellacious test. Um to, and they all passed it, so they all got to teach the ground school at our unit. We didn't have to go back to Eustis to do it. And uh, but there was no online stuff back then, or or uh, they barely even let the guys uh, that knew that passed the test, you know, administer our ground school to us. So mm-hmm. uh, to to see it online uh, is that's pretty amazing to me. It's like uh, Going from rubbing two sticks together for fire to punch of a button is it's a pretty big leap. Yeah, yeah, I know it is. And the, just reading through, you know, all these all this feedback, and all these comments, um, it, it's crazy to hear from people that are still in, you know, their their FIs, their SIs, or or people that are on the civilian side as either instructors, um, instructors, you know, on active duty for the FI course, um, people that are, um, on the civilian side that work for, you know, work on, work on the Chinooks. Um, there's, I mean, it's cool to see this feedback cause people have some pretty awesome ideas. And, uh, here we have this pretty badass platform to get our voices heard (laughs) yeah well yeah it's good and i like you know there's uh on here oh gosh where did it go like the in-floor storage and the hard shell soundproofing with storage for straps chains and tie downs like the c17 has i mean that you know talk to the uh engineers at boeing over there at ridley park and and um i know that 
Catherine Anthony brings, she's like a customer. Um, she does like a customer appreciates the stuff like when units come back from like Afghanistan or overseas tours or wherever, you know, wherever in the world they're going to be coming back from. And when they get back to their unit, she goes and they do a meet and greet and they, uh, uh, take down all the information that they, that could have, things could have gone better or things that they needed. And, uh, they always had a, uh, engineering representative with them and stuff. And, and, uh, so they, they, really do well on the follow-up the boeing uh field service reps and the engineering department and then the uh uh, sales and customer service side of it too as well yeah yeah exactly no man yeah so i think um just before we kind of get into this um i just i really want to hear about uh how your week's been first man Gosh, you know, um, I, oh boy, Saturday was my birthday and, uh, a bunch of us went up to, uh, casino and, uh, wife rented us a room and stuff and, uh, everybody stayed up there. And I think, uh, I'm just now kind of coming out of the fog of it all. It, I had shots of Fireball, Jägermeister, Patrons, uh, had a couple trash cans, uh, car bombs. Um, I couldn't tell you how many Coors Light I had, Andy Weathers. And, uh, <laughs> um, yes, sir. I, uh, thoroughly enjoyed myself. Uh, my cousin, uh, got out of the hospital, uh, a week before that, and he made it up there in his wheelchair and, I'll tell you what, I, I run with a hearty bunch and a good bunch, and uh, it was an awesome celebration, and I made it one more year. <laughs> yes, make it. Well, you know, all I had this year was uh, spinal meningitis, so, you know, no biggie. <laughs> no biggie. No biggie. You know, no you know, biggie. Last, last just... year, I wrapped my Harley up on the pavement, eh, broke my foot, blew my arm open. Eh, no biggie. I can't believe it's already been a year. I know it's so stupid. That's so crazy. yeah, my uh, the work works work and um, weather finally changed to the nice. It was raining all weekend and all the way up until about halfway to today. But uh, no, looking good, uh, feeling good, feeling better. I should say tomorrow I should be on my A game and uh, finish out the week strong. How how was your week? Oh man, yeah. It, just just not as eventful as yours <laughs> well you know geez. i just i see my mind says i'm 20 i'm a 25 year old hooker but my body says i think it's gonna be like that until until the day you uh you decide to leave this world charlie which is or not going to be for, I mean, you're probably going to outlive me. We had this discussion last week. Well, it's till I'm probably told to leave. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. All We're right, done. Charlie. It's okay. It's yeah, okay. Yeah, you can, you can yeah. let go. You yeah, that or it's going to be go. <laughs> just, just, just go. Leave. Just leave. <laughs> yeah. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Bye now. Bye-bye. Oh, Bye-bye. Yeah, that's funny. Well, brother, uh, Happy belated birthday, first Thanks. of all. Um, glad that you were able to go and get very intoxicated, just shit faced. <laughs> well, you know, I'm 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 not much of a drinker during the week, but uh, when I decide to go out and drink, I I tear it up. <laughs> yes, you do. Yes, you do. <laughs> We had a good time when you came up here. <laughs> yeah, it was, great time. <laughs> it was a good time. So cool, man. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was good. We, um, you know, we. I finished my basement, and so we basically spent the the weekend cleaning, and uh, I I took about twenty five hundred pounds worth of just like stuff we've had in storage, and we finally. We finally, we finally did that thing that everybody talks about. You know, they go through 
all their storage room stuff and they throw everything away that they haven't touched for 10 years. Well, I, I usually go about a year. If I haven't done anything with it in a year, I either give it away or mm. get rid of it. Yep. This was, this was all stuff. We, we basically, I mean, we, we did like a big, just throw everything away when we moved in. But this one was like, we, we had to go through boxes that we hadn't touched before <laughs> that had like old stuff from when we were first married. And dude, I'll tell you what, man, <laughs> that felt so good. I emptied, I basically threw away 90% of everything that I had in storage <laughs> and it felt so good. It was great. <laughs> I know. Feels so good to just get rid of that stuff. And you, and you look back on the stuff that you're dragging around, it's like, yep. good God, what was I thinking? I know, man. I know. It is. it is. It's crazy. Um, let's see what else. Uh, we... Um, nope. Yeah, that's all I got. That's pretty much it. <laughs> I live right a on. sad, sad, boring life, man. Not true. Not true. <laughs> it is well, you just work is just crazy, man. It is. It is. It is absolutely crazy right now. I. I. Um. I. I'm pretty much working like ten hour days right now, which is nothing. I get it, but. But uh, just working ten hours for going on about two months now it just gets old after a while when you don't have to do it anymore <laughs> oh you're yeah not on deployment yeah, i get it yeah <laughs> i when i when i started in uh 88 for <clears throat> boeing mm-hmm. we were working seven days a week 12 hours a day and we'd have to work five weeks in a row and then you got one weekend off and that one weekend i would have to go to drill and you know by the time the the winter came around you went started work at four and got off work at 4 30 in the afternoon and you know it was dark when you get there and dark when you leave it's pretty crazy but you know hell i was only 25 back then too so well that's yeah well it's easy to do that stuff when you when you're that young too i mean i yeah i same same thing I, when i first started when i when i became a team lead on the eight seven. Oh my god, man! I it was every weekend. It was like yeah, like you were saying, ten twelve hours a day. Whew, I hated it, <laughs> but it was easy back then. <laughs> yeah, the money was good, and the money was good. Yep, yep, absolutely, man. No doubt, uh, it was good. So, anyways, man. Uh, yeah, let's let's jump into this. I I'm really excited to just talk about a few things. Um, so I'll. What I'd like to do is just let's uh, let's mention, um, you know, let's talk about stuff that could benefit crew members and pilots. Let's talk about stuff that could benefit um, maintainers and back shops. And uh, and yeah, man, I just I kind of want to hear your your point of view on it. And yeah, let's totally just chat about this about this stuff for a minute. So the the future of all this stuff, um, one thing that was changing up when I was retired, when I retired in 2011, is this um, separation of, you know, flight, the flight company and the maintenance companies, and it turned into like a GSAB type thing. Mm-hmm. And I... I didn't see where that really benefited because when, when we went to Iraq, we went as a, as a company, all one company. And it had, uh, we had flight, we had, uh, the mechanics, we had motor pool, we had admin, we had flight operations. I mean, we had all these things and it seems like, um, the, the GSAB, is okay we're a flight company only and then there's a maintenance company only and then there's uh um admins only and i i I never really understood that part of the new um implementation of of the units like that and you know for the 
it, it was always good to have for me the uh, the the thinking of it is hey it's good to have the hydraulic shop guys with you um, in the same unit as the mechanics are as the electricians are and, and all that in in one rather than have them in like two separate companies and I never did really understand that why that was and or what the motivation of the I, I would have to say business plan going forward of that. I don't, I don't. It doesn't make sense to me why they split it all up like that. Do you have any uh, idea on why that was? Um, you know, I'm not. I'm. I don't actually. As far as like them splitting up, I. I don't, man. I. Yeah, I. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, it, it didn't really make that much sense to me, and and uh, I don't know. Maybe uh, people can uh, enlighten us on that. Yeah, you know, in a post or something, but um, I think things that would uh, I think things that benefit the crew, you know, being's uh, I retired as a crew member was uh, on the F models, the new Hick systems uh, that fold right into the floor. I never did get a chance to see that. I was always had the either the warehouse rollers or the bolt in Hick systems. Um, the uh, uh, new track and balance system uh, for the maintainers and the uh, flight engineers and uh, flight crews that would help on the uh, you know the vibe checks and stuff like that. I think that's a um, is a plus in the and I don't know what it looks like in the future with the new blade uh, configuration that's coming up. I've heard uh, wind of it, but I haven't really uh, seen anything put out officially yet on that mm -hmm. the ends kind of look like uh the ends of a black hawk you know the swept back on the towards the end and I'd, I'd be interested to see that and uh see what the the value of that is or what you're what we're gaining i would imagine uh more lift mm -hmm. uh, but like i said we'll see like i'm kind of my limitations are stopped at 2011 <laughs> so, yeah that's true so it's, it's gonna well it's gonna be cool to you know to be following this stuff and have people uh you know like they've been doing post stuff on the page of uh new and improved stuff and and uh i me personally really looking forward to that i just don't know what it all is <laughs> yeah exactly no yeah. I, I love reading about it so a couple things you know I, I i like how you talked about um processes in in the army you know how you have these different you know the different back shops the different support personnel that you that you have with you you know either on cross-country flights or on big you know big events that you do or whatever <clears throat> just so that you have those support people there because you're going to need them. You know, you, you need, there's a lot of people that run, that run a freaking aviation facility. <laughs> yeah. Keep that's things running, you know? And so, but as far as the uh, flying program goes, I, <clears throat> there's one comment that, uh, that an individual made that they should have, you know, if, if pilots need to have, some hours of instrument flying they need to make sure that that not only are they progressing the pilots but they're also progressing the backseaters at the same time so if you're if you're flying two hours of instruments you should look at having two hours of 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 uh, backseater training and crm training just so that uh you know they can progress to you because we're we're useless we as as John says, we're useless as tits on a boar hog. <laughs> Who Hitman said that? <laughs> yeah. Oh Jesus. Yeah. Well, you know when we're doing instruments, you know, I mean, there's really not much we're doing back there. I agree. Exactly. So, but that's what I mean is you know you've got a good point. If 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 uh, if you want to do progression flights. You know, go fly instruments for a couple hours. Make sure you schedule a, just a four-hour flight. Do some, do some backseater training too. And I get it. There's uh there's plenty of flights to go around, but for the, uh, 
for the National Guard members. They they don't really get a whole lot of flying time um, like that. It you know the the resources are kind of limited at times, and you know sometimes all of the aircraft are broken. I think this is probably the same for active duty, but maybe not as much. Um, but there's sometimes it's really hard to to uh, you know have one one flight scheduled for one day, one for the other. Um, you could be canceled for weather. You could be canceled because one uh, aircraft breaks down, whatever the case may be. So try and take advantage of the flight time that you've got as much as you can. Exactly. I, you know, I had uh, Devo come up to me uh, one time and he says, Hey, big Sodge, you're, you're not going to make your minimums, you know? And I said, Oh, I said, I'll just get a waiver. And he looked at me and he goes, really? Huh? You know, he walked away and I walked away and I stopped about 10 feet away. And I said, uh, Hey, you know what? Uh, I'll be here. I'll just take Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday off from work and I'll be here. <laughs> Get caught up. I said, I've never had a waiver in my life for, you know, not taking advantage of flight time. So, yeah. so I, I showed up on Tuesday morning, went on the morning flight, went out and did a bunch of training and, and then, uh, we we're coming back in for lunch, and another helicopter was headed back out. We stopped them. I got off that helicopter, jumped on that one that was going back out, you know, and I got it knocked out in three days. I don't know, like twelve hours to to get <laughs> done in three days. So I just knocked it out and made it happen. And and uh, you know, I lived 130 miles away, so it's like I had to take advantage of every uh, chance that I got to. Uh, complete my flight time and stay current and all that stuff. Yeah. So I get it. Yeah. And I, oh, I think it's a definitely a good point that's been brought up. Um, <laughs> Kip said, uh, bring back piss tubes. <laughs> oh, I saw that, you know, I'll tell you what though. One thing about, you know, we had them in the C models. Well, A, B's and C's. But one thing about the piss tube, and this is the hard lesson you learn as a crew chief, is you cannot have the ramp level when you're using it. And you know why that is? Because <laughs> it'll get Cause, sucked back in. <laughs> yeah, it fucking piss all over yourself in <laughs> yeah. a big mess. And it's just like, uh, lesson learned. Yeah. Didn't like it. <laughs> um, there's been a there's been quite a few people, and this is something I like, Um so just going to the actual airframe itself, uh, under floor storage, um, I really like that. I mean, there's <clears throat> there's a lot yep. of a lot of area underneath that floor that uh, could could you know be used as actual storage, and I dig that. Um, you know, they could create something. You, you, they could make some some better storage system there in the floor. There's it's literally empty space. I dig it, but the only problem there, the only problem there that I see is you would be limited to internal loads, creating different, you know, issues in the airframe with that. But, you know, even if they could. Well, you mean mean weight-wise or? uh, Well, yeah, weight-wise. And and just I would think, like, it would create some different uh, um, CG stuff. Right, like so, you have different points where you position different loads and stuff like that. And I think chopping into the airframe like that and and removing weight or adding weight in one spot, that's going to change the the entire. Well, thing yeah, 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 most definitely will. And uh, being able to maybe if you could uh, in a better term, I don't think there is a better term car. Uh, compartmentalize the uh, you know how much your uh, straps are going to weigh you know how much your chains are going to weigh um, if you can if you're just doing air assaults maybe you can have like a container that you can store in between you know station X and station Y and still mm-hmm. be in CG and, I mean I don't know there's a lot of uh, different ways to I would think to utilize that down the you know the the 
belly space underneath there, but you know, there's also plumbing and wiring and a bunch of stuff down in there, but you know, that's be a good thing for an engineer to come up with. That's, that's a real good idea. really. Yeah, it is. Well, I'm just thinking of the, the usability of it just for, for the fact that then you don't have to have a flyaway kit that's taken up precious cargo space. Right. Um, I mean, yeah. and I say precious, if you've got 33 dudes in there with all their packs and there is know, no space left. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, being able to store all the, I just, I personally think that if you, if you're going to freaking design a Chinook, I should not have to put extra items in there and strap it to the goddamn floor. Give me some freaking compartments somewhere. Behind the soundproofing, I don't care. Somewhere that I can put all the stuff that I need from that flyaway kit in there. Another person talked about, you know, have have access panels for chains, you know, stuff for uh, C-17 teardown type stuff. Um, kits for the different things that you have, that you need. Um, you know, you, you got the freaking, you got the axe, you got the wrench, you got the freaking cable in there and it's all in little compartments right i mean figure that out you know they could they could make use of that space in a lot of different ways but adding a you know i can see adding a toolbox in there just because you don't want freaking small little loose tools getting vibrated out of their spot (laughs) but that should be that should be about it you know just let me ratchet strap a a toolbox down and that that really honestly should be it i should have a, a place to put everything else yeah you know and i you know one thing that i liked about you know putting the stretcher up above the first set of seats on the number one side mm-hmm. uh i thought that was real handy up there you know the the stuff that we could put up there and mm. and and keep out of the way of the you know, of the missions and this different stuff that we did. So yeah, anytime we can, they can figure out a way to get, make more out of less as far as storage goes and, and whatnot and being able to figure out the CGs and what could, what can go where and would be a big plus, I would think. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally agree. Um, I know that so in the in the Fox model they got the uh, the carbon fiber panel up there by the by the cabin door um that they're testing out but but I I agree some one person made mention of more more carbon fiber um I think that uh, that Now that what is, what's what's that for? They're just testing it. They're they're testing the the carbon fiber out to see how it how it holds um see how it uh um, basically see how the aircraft flies with it, how it, how it holds up. Um, I don't know all the details as far as how they actually come back and test that stuff. Uh, um, but I do know it's in there for, for, uh, for basically testing to see how it holds up kind of thing. Um, uh, but yeah, yeah. I, and you know what? I, uh, I think there's actually no, no, never mind. I take that back. I was gonna say I think that there's more than one spot that uh, that they have the carbon fiber in there, but I think it's just the one panel. If, if, whoever's listening to this, correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> but anyways, it's, oh, we'll, we'll get corrected. Yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, it'll happen we're, real. We're fast. with we're with ruthless suckers. <laughs> yeah, ruthless. So, <laughs> um, but it's uh, it's up there for testing, and and I I think that. Uh, I think that'd be a game changer, man. I really do. I think that if they get to the point where that entire airframe could be composite, oh man, that'd be just, that'd be awesome. Just think how much more they'd lift. Absolutely. I mean that. (laughs) Where does it end? Yeah. You know, that would be, that'd be pretty great. Pretty great. But those helicopters just take a, freaking beating man just taking a freaking beating i'll tell you what i was talking to tisdale back at the reunion and and uh i remember 
you know, falling in on two nine four and, and, you know, not knowing the guys that, that had it before me and, and happened to be, happened to be Tisdale. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I remember it was just luck of the draw. They just were handing out log books and I got handed two nine four and I remember, uh, receiving it and inventorying it and everything over in Salerno. And, and, uh, I was looking to top to bottom, front to back, inside and out. And thinking, you know, you know, whoever had this air airframe took excellent care of it. I mean, you open up the tunnel covers; it looked, you know, there wasn't any excess grease, there wasn't any dirt. There, I mean, every all the everything was wiped down inside. Uh, all the actuators were wiped. I mean, it was top notch bird. And then to find out later on, you know, years later that it was Tisdale's, and actually get a chance to meet the guy, I told him when I saw him, I said, you know what? Thanks for taking good care of your aircraft because. It was one of the best aircrafts there. They, they, uh, the IPs always wanted to fly that one, and and uh, you know, thank you very much. Yep. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, dude. I, I, I love that bird. <laughs> Two nine four was awesome. <laughs> I know. I'm just sad they got it all cut up now. I mean, it's just yeah. all, it's gone. Oh yeah. I'm reading through more of these, uh, these, oh, you know what? Okay. So here's the next one. Um, let's see here. Uh, God dang it. Where'd it go? Yeah. So for, for like engine guys, um, and I, I totally understand this because I just at working, as an instructor for Boeing, it's, it is great when you can have the, the actual product that you have been training on. If you can have that, an actual product, the, at your unit, that you can have new mechanics, uh, new guys that come in, start doing stuff on that engine. And then you as the, you as the, um, platoon sergeant or squad leader or whatever whoever in the back shots the um uh anybody really someone with experience can get another guy that doesn't have experience and you know start teaching them how to do things and then you know you can practice you know checking them off make sure they did it right but i think having the actual product that people can work on and, and as a as an actual training piece is huge i think uh you know we get all the products that come in that are damaged that need repaired you know all the back shops do but that i don't think that there's a lot of people that have an actual engine that they could take apart in their shop you know and i think that's huge i really do yeah i mean real time you know real time work working on relevant things rather than you know uh a mock-up or a simulated okay this is a skin panel on station you know 225 yeah you know if you can have an actual i think they you know when we were at uh, fort eustace they actually had you know for sheet metal repair and stuff there was actual birds there that were you know, cut up and then repaired and then cut up and repaired. But you're right. Yeah. I mean, to be able to work on the actual things that you're really going to be working on instead of, hey, uh, let's simulate or let's pretend this is a uh, gearbox and we're going to uh, uh, do the packings for the drive shaft on it. And, you know, I mean, it's like, here's the hardware here's the stack up here's the task i mean why don't we just go out and do it on the real thing i agree with that 110 <laughs> yeah. percent. you know yeah yeah exactly i mean i i can guarantee you there at some point in time a unit is going to get an engine that shits the bed and Shit, i i had one yeah out. exactly three seven yeah <laughs> so I they mean, signed it off the day before. I don't know the whole process behind it, but I'm sure, I'm I'm sure that uh, 
you could you could probably keep it in the in the hangar for a little while and have people work on it. <laughs> right. Anyways, I I think that's a great idea. There's there's nothing like working on it, and you know as a as a uniform we were sixty seven. Whatever whatever it is, if, if you're a, if you're a black hat guy, an Apache guy, whatever, as a mechanic, you, you know in the schoolhouse you get to go and you get to take parts off and you got to go through the whole process of buying off each task and you know, filling out the tag and doing all that stuff. Absolutely. I think that's just great. But when you get back to your unit, you just like, you, you lose it because you don't really do it that often like you were in the schoolhouse. And so having, having guys be able to do that and become proficient in just those basic tasks, that's huge, man. That is huge. Well, you know, in deployment, I mean, uh, regular army, they, they do all that stuff all the time. I'm sure, you know, being a reservist or a national guard, we didn't really, we were limited on what we could do and, and, you know, the tasks that we could perform. I mean, I never did a phase while we were, you know, home station ever, never, you know, but when we were out on, when we're, uh, deployed, uh, I was a flight engineer then, but, um, you know, we get, we were part of the, phase process and um you know we're helping with the mechanics and so at least i was and and i think you know gene mash and and uh some other you know other uh, flight engineers and crews helped as well but um that's where i learned a lot was you know doing the phases and stuff but like i said we were in theater when we were doing it so yeah yeah, man. No, I, th- I think having the real, the real life product in in the in the shop area is is really great. Now, as again, as a as a uh, fifteen uniform, it's kind of hard, just because you're working on pretty much the whole helicopter. I mean, most of the systems you can you can take out and change out. Um, you're not going to do like major sheet metal repairs or hydraulic repairs or rotor head repairs or anything like that. No. Obviously you got back shots no. for that. But uh so it's it's a little more difficult. But I mean taking someone up on that helicopter and showing them, you know, playing parts and pieces and stuff like that, that's easy to do. But for a freaking back shop guy that has to tear apart an entire engine. Oh I know. You gotta have that man. I just think that that's silly that people wouldn't people wouldn't do that, have a have a thing that people can kinda practice on yeah mitch uh mitch on here brought up a good point you know that you know engines that can be used for training outside of the maintenance that have been you know red tagged i mean that are just going to be junked out anyways Mm -hmm. you know can can be used to explain systems or big tasks that would you know down an aircraft and he's, he's totally right on that and and uh you know just goes right up the alley of what exactly what we've been talking about it's like if it's going to get junked out anyways why not have have it available you know any component or any part so you know the back shops can you know learn from that and you know crew maybe crew members too you know yeah yeah it's just makes it just makes sense yeah i totally agree man i'm i'm all in it i'm all in for that um take take uh take some pennies from each of my paychecks and eventually yeah. i'll get one for a unit <laughs> exactly <laughs> um well, yeah, there's a lot of good all... things in here what's up yeah what about all the stuff they're scrapping out you know like all the d model stuff but i mean i don't know i don't know how much they use uh as far as going to the f model i don't know what the parts list is that they forward on to the f's but you know, yeah. I don't know. I well, know that. I don't know that part of the puzzle. Yeah, a lot of it's a lot of it's the same, man. I, it really is. I mean, you, you if you look in the flight control closet, a lot of it's the same. Um, you yeah. look in. Well, and here's the thing: even if it's even if it's just a little bit different, 
you take some of those parts out of those D models, you're not going to notice the difference. You really yeah, not. I don't. I've never even seen a. I've never seen the inside yeah. of an F model. Yeah, man. I mean, <laughs> no, that that's sad. The uh, I got out right when they were getting them. Right. The um, I mean, you're looking at hydraulic. The utility module. The freaking return module in the back there. Um, the, it's all the same. All that stuff is is the same. The only the only thing in the back there that you're gonna notice is different is gonna be that maintenance panel because it's all digital. That's right. I mean that's that's pretty much it, man. I mean there's not there's not a lot of stuff that you're gonna see that is to the to the naked eye different. I mean yeah, there's there's structure stuff that's definitely different, but as far as the some of the systems go, no way. Um, the, uh, I mean, like CAS and all the all the new computers and stuff. Yeah, that's totally different. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, as far as those the basic systems and flight controls and stuff like that, it's I mean, it's all the same. So yeah, I think it'd be cool to get some stuff from a D model and pull it on into the hangar, man. Do some. Do some training on that stuff, you know. Um, going into more of the uh, the crew-related stuff, a couple things. Um, this is just for me. This is just, just my my own personal two cents. We need to get some new goddamn gloves with the Army <laughs> issues. I'm just, I'm absolutely sick and tired of Blowing getting... the fingers the, out of them. Oh, yeah, on the first flight. I mean, the, within the first couple hours of flying you know well it goes to the lowest bidder dude (laughs) i mean it does you're absolutely right there man yeah i just think um if we're gonna waste the taxpayers money we may as well get uh get some gloves that can be lasted a little while longer because after a while even if it goes to the lowest bidder if i have to purchase you know 10 pairs of gloves in one month for the guys flying. <laughs> I'm not, you know, you're spending more money in the end. Well, yeah, that's a true statement. So I don't know. I just, there, there is ways that you could absolutely improve the entire, uh, wardrobe and, uh, and equipment that each crew member wears. The uh, the Alzi gear, the helmet, helmet absolutely. I mean, good lord, man, flying. You know, flying in Iraq in that heat in Iraq. Oh, oh boy, oh boy. I mean, come on. <laughs> There's a uh, a hooker, and I th- I want to say he's out of Utah, but I'm not sure. And you look up, it's called Paraclete. Uh. And he makes uh, flight helmets and sells them on the civilian side. And I th- I'm thinking he's trying to uh, get it into the military side as well. And he was he retired out of the 160th as a CW5. Damn. And uh, I, I probably should post that on the Booker Nation. But, yeah, why um, the hell are you holding out, bro? Well, I I, I just, <laughs> just thought about the helmet thing and... and uh, I work with his brother at Boeing, and and I remember him telling me the story. Oh gosh, about a year and a half ago, and maybe uh, I'll get a hold of him and we'll get it put on there. But yeah, he makes uh, custom helmets, flight helmets. Yeah, yeah, the kind that doesn't make your forehead hot and your backside of your head hot and your head pound after about forty-five minutes. And yeah, he makes the good ones. Yeah. Yeah, man, absolutely. They need to have a uh, like an aloe infused uh, cover <laughs> in there that, that keeps you cool, man. Yeah, <laughs> something. Um, and make and make it vomit proof. Yes, yeah. You don't, especially for those barfaramas. Yes. <laughs> when you're upside down puking in your visor, <laughs> that's awesome. Total awesomeness. So here's one for you, man. This this is my uh, this is another one of my two cents. Um, kind of piggybacking off of a, a guy that he said uh, 
some interface tablets for troubleshooting as compared to the tough books. And here's the deal, man. I 100% agree with that. There is, I do not know why, do not know why, uh, Boeing does not give the military some specific software, engineering software, that you can see a 3D model of an entire aircraft. There are softwares out well, there. Well, I'll tell you what, man. Uh, when I was a customer coordinator for a 787 program, we had this thing called IVT, and you could yeah. punch in the uh, airplane. Number. Yeah, the air no the airplane number for the airplane build, uh-huh. and it would have all of the serial numbers, all of the part numbers in a 3D model, and you could just yeah. zoom into the area where you're working or the component you needed to look at, and it would yeah. tell you exactly what it is. And it's just yep uh or pull up a system i mean ivt was just absolutely i i never mastered it mm-hmm. but because i just didn't spend you know days and days and day, you could spend weeks and weeks on it but yeah. i got good enough with it to where i could you know uh find part numbers right on the the very plane i'm working on yeah and it, and it yeah it's called ivt it was really cool hopefully that wasn't it, proprietary well oh god i don't think so i don't think so i'm sure that just there's there's different uh here's the thing there's different it was just a software yeah there's different software different programs out there here's the deal man i should be able to take a an ipad or i don't care it doesn't have to be an ipad whatever out there with me and they should have a preloaded system on there where if I'm doing some sort of troubleshooting, I can click on the part that I think is has an issue, and I should be able to look up, and it should have a reference, if not a reference, it should have a hyperlink, or even just all the info right there when I click on it about that part. So, but you, that part, or or yeah, man, taking from even go further and 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 a task number to test it. Exactly, exactly. So you you should be able to see. I should be able to click on that part, and I should be able to see the task for everything for install, removal, and troubleshooting. Hey man, maybe we just gave away whatever. Some, yeah, exactly. Maybe we just gave something away just now, and someone's gonna get rich. That's I don't care, man. As long <laughs> I know as it gets either. out there. You know what I'm saying? But no, here's the thing: that, like they, that's need, great they software. Need something like that. They should, I mean, it's so easy. You could. They have the the freaking dash ten. They've got the they've got every manual out there, digitized already. Right. I should be able to click on any part, and be able to have a reference to the dash ten about that part, or about a system, or about whatever. You know, if it's if it's a if it's some sort of flight control system or some some something that has specific limits on it. Or something like that. It should have that information in there, you know. And right, it, man, we just need to accelerate this and get it, get get the get this crew in business and this maintenance business up to the twenty first century. <laughs> you yeah, know what I'm I saying? Agree. Yeah. I I should not I should not have to have a freaking logbook out there and click on the task. And then type in that I removed something, and then typed in that I installed something. That shit should be preloaded, drop down menu style. Well, you know what I mean? It's the same goddamn thing every time. Removed bolt, removed safety wire, <laughs> replaced gasket. <laughs> you know, well, I'll what tell I mean? you what. I'll tell you when I started out back in '88 uh, when I got into fly platoon, everything was on paper. You know, we had paper log books. Mm-hmm. I had a, a black pen. I had a pencil that was a lead pencil lead on one end, and then it was like a red pencil on the other end. Mm-hmm. Um, everything that we wrote down in a log book, at the end of the day, we'd have to carry forward the stuff that was in there from before, carry it forward to new forms. And, mm-hmm. I mean, it was – thank God I had Jim Fleming – helped me the first you know my first uh two-week training i had over in gowan field over in idaho and i'm sitting out 
on the tarmac trying to figure this logbook out and he just walked up there and we spent probably three hours getting it squared away and back to where it was supposed to be and he sat there and taught me how to do it so <laughs> uh it to me it's gone from like i said rubbing two sticks together to <laughs> uh a miracle already and it, you know and it's just going to get better from there you know well exactly what yeah. you're talking about it's it, it'll happen it's gonna happen then. well i mean well it it should already be there it really honestly should with that with the fox model it should yeah. it, the the technology is there it, the technology on the aircraft supersedes everything that you have as far as maintenance i mean it, by far wow it does man i i mean yeah so that's just that's just me but if anybody out there wants to knows how to code and develop software and stuff to get with me i got some great ideas yeah buddy um you know the the uh the other thing that would be um pretty cool i think is uh well just to talk about the helmet a little bit more person talked about uh have a helmet that doesn't require cps um a visor that has built-in nvgs a battery Wouldn't that pack. be something? Oh my gosh, yeah, that would be awesome. A battery pack for MVGs that has an in, that that is integrated into the helmet, so BMQs can't lose them. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So yeah, man, I I uh, yeah, I totally agree. Totally agree. I I also think this is gonna be the last thing um, for the night, but I really appreciate first of all everybody's comments. Um, everybody's support with all this uh it's kind of last minute but i appreciate everybody coming together and helping out the last thing i think that we should have a for fe's ce's door gunners whoever we should have a a little like next to the next to the uh push to talk button um we should have a little buzzer button on the ICS system <laughs> so that when these motherfuckers are falling asleep or if you got pilots that are not paying attention or not outside when they should be, you can press that and they'll just kind of a warning. Hey, <laughs> wake yourself up, check in, get back to what you should be doing. You know what I mean? Shit, man. I did that on the <laughs> intercom. I know. I was just, I was, I was waiting a... for you to be like, well, that's what your voice is for. Dumbass. Yeah. No, it's, <laughs> I've chewed more ass on that intercom than I can't even tell you how yeah. many times. It's called, you know, it's John, called Hot Mike. Yeah, hit, <laughs> hit, yeah, Hitman Nelson. He he uh, he kept calling me the third pilot. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> and I'm just like, dude, Taxi man, driver. I'm always. I'd rather say something and be an ass than not say something and be balled up in the ground somewhere. Yeah. It's just the way it is, man. It's how I rolled. Yeah. Yeah. So every, everything is relevant. If you're thinking it, say it. Yeah. If you're seeing it, correct it. <laughs> so I so what I know. Yeah. Uh, I yep. I agree, man. I agree. You, you should be saying you gotta see some if you see something say something. Absolutely. Dump your piss and dip your freaking dip and pissed bottles and uh you gotta make sure you masturbate before you leave the hooch oh jeez! nobody wants to work with a grumpy asshole charlie that was so funny i read that <laughs> day i laughed that everybody's like yep that's true <laughs> hell i'm old i'm not dead yeah yeah <laughs> oh man that's good shit man Oh, hey, there's a lot of, they've, there have been so many improvements. I mean, getting the, you know, getting these different, uh, uh, models of, of the Fox model, these, these upgrades and, and, uh, I mean, just going, just going from the Delta model to the Fox model is an upgrade in a lot of ways. Some people, some people may not have thought so, but, um, I, I just wish I would have had a chance to to 
switch, you know, to transition to that. But like I said, I, I bailed out in November, 2011. And I think you guys got them in what, 12 or 13, something like that. Yeah. And, um, actually it was in, uh, 14, uh, end of the year, 13, beginning of 14, maybe. So we got them. So yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. Um, so a couple things there we're coming up on the holidays and um i would really like to i'm, I'm kind of working with a few different uh key players i would i would call them um i guess partners in this cool veteran owned veteran owned industry of ours um we I've been talking with a, a few people and I want to do a, a, a sweet giveaway um, for for Christmas. Um, I got one going on a different platform for Halloween. Um, so if you're on uh, if you're on Instagram uh, for Halloween we're gonna be doing a really cool giveaway. So get on there and participate if uh, and then not for the one on Facebook. I want to get everybody involved, and we're going to do a, a really cool giveaway um, for Christmas. And I've got a sweet design that uh, I'm trying to finish up for a hoodie. And I want to get this hoodie made as a part of the the uh, giveaway for Christmas. It'll be it won't it'll it'll be before Christmas, obviously. It'll be probably the first part of December, but um, we'll do a cool giveaway for that. We've got a lot of cool people that are going to be involved in that uh, right on so yeah yeah we're gonna it'll be some good stuff good stuff coming down the line but thanks everybody for your support <laughs> especially finally getting back onto facebook <laughs> yeah you know welcome back it, <laughs> i god if there was something else we'd be doing it <laughs> yeah you're right you know so yeah. But you know, this is this is where we're at right now, and this is where we're uh, building up from, and and this is how we can get out, you know, on the uh, airwaves to get to more, reach more people and help them out. Yeah, well, it's just good. I mean, here's the thing, man. This is such a specific um, type of podcast, and it's such a specific niche that. Uh, nobody's doing it and 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 there's not a lot of people that even know what the hell we're talking about and so they're not going to tune in this is right. for this is for hookers this is this is produced by hookers for hookers <laughs> and when That's i say right. produced i use that loosely i mean this is a uh, very <laughs> very loosely produced show <laughs> Yeah, I, I uh, like on the fly. <laughs> like on the fly. Hey, <clears throat> five minutes before we're supposed to go on air. Hey, Charlie, I think we should talk about this. Okay, man, Done. let's do it. Done. Bang it. <laughs> so, Bang this stuff. Hey, we, but we really appreciate everybody's support. And uh, yeah, that's all I got to say, man. Yeah, appreciate it too. And uh, we'll keep doing it as long as we can. Uh, like I said, I dumbass me, I got to get up to speed. So if there's days you can't do it, I need to get on it. And, um, I'm more of the show me how to get it done type of guy than sit there and try to go through a YouTube video and then switch back and forth to try to figure out what I did wrong again. And that's, that's just my downfall. I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I got no excuse. That's just just the way it is. So, yeah. Well, Nick. brother, we got we got this. We're we're uh, all right. We're a two man show. We're we're rock, we're rocking this, and you're doing great, brother. Right. Um, if anybody has any ideas for some topics next week, things that they'd like us to talk about, or if uh, if just somebody wants to get on here, super informal, nothing crazy, um, and just kind of talk with us about anything and everything um let us know love to love to have a couple people on here um not anything crazy 
but uh, love to have some actual um, maintainers, crew members, whoever get on here and just talk some shit. That'd be fun. Yeah, you know, and one more thing too is uh, would really like to do three drunk hookers again. That was really <laughs> yeah, that was some fun great. stuff. That'd yeah. have to be on like a like on a Saturday night though. Oh yeah, Maybe I'm not once gonna a month. go. Not on a school night, for God's sakes. Well, you know, 25 years ago, yeah, for me. Oh, dude, but not even. It hurts. Oh. <laughs> like I said, I, can't. I parted it up like a rock star on Saturday, and I just came out of the fog today. Oh, God, dude. It's so funny. <laughs> it is. Well, sweet brother, hey, thanks for joining me again this week, as always. Yep. Uh, this is bet, man. This is uh, this is Hooker Nation. Um, stay classy, and uh, make sure to use the proper lubricant uh, before you leave the hooch. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, everybody. Hey, this is Hooker Nation signing off. Till next time. Out here. Ramps level, wheels chalk. One two, clear to ground. Hooker Nation signing off.